Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we do here every single day, or at least we try to. I know I'm getting better every day. I'm getting better, Maria. I am like very, very focused on taking the lessons I learn here every day from the incredible people we talk to and applying as many of them as I can. And it's making a very big difference. You know, Kelsey, we have to get Dr. Allison on soon because I'm having such health transformations. Although there's a side of me that kind of wants to wait until like I can announce some of the health transformations because I'm going to do a big like kind of boom. I kind of feel like we should wait. That's kind of what my gut is saying. Then like you said, you could just do one big. No, let's introduce them to Dr. Allison. Get her on. We can talk about all the things. We just don't have to mention my stuff yet because friends, I am starting to reverse some stuff. I am healing. It's exciting. I'll tell you, even my, um, my gut is doing so much better. So she had put me on this thing called SBI Protect. And originally it was a powder that I would put in my mouth. Um, I'll get to the quote of the day, friends, in a second. Um, But I would put it in my mouth and it was kind of hard because it cakes up in your teeth and it's annoying and I would always remember to take it after I'd brush my teeth at night. So when I went in to kind of refresh my supply, Michaela, who works there, said, oh, well, we have the the pills. She was like, they they like you to do the powder because it absorbs better or whatever. So I did the pills and I do two in the morning and two at night. And I've just been noticing along with chewing my food till it's pureed. That was a tip I got from a friend recently who got the tip from this amazing wellness center in France. Anyway, chew until everything's pureed. They say to chew it 44 times. I can't do the counting because it's too, you know. You get obsessive. It's too much. Yeah. But I wait till it's super pureed. So between pureeing my food in my mouth, which is why God gave us these chompers, and uh, and then the the gut, you know, supplements. And um, I've also really, really cut down on gluten because I recently found out there's a, an intolerance there. So I am starting, I, I, I almost had a flat stomach this morning. Which for those who don't know, Maria has had 
not that in a minute. She's yes. been, yeah. That's hard amazing. to believe friends because I, I know. know most people have seen my six pack. <laughs> I'm like, and, okay, Maria. But no. <laughs> I have looked I'm like bloated, I've yeah. had not a watermelon, but maybe a cantaloupe under there. It's been really yeah. bloated and really, it's been really challenging mm-hmm. and very stressful um, because I know some things are going on in there that are not good, but things are turning around. Things are turning. I'm excited to get, I feel like Dr. Allison will just be kind of like a, She's going to be a regular. She's brilliant. She's brilliant. I emailed them yesterday and I'm very excited. Mm -hmm. Kelsey. So Kelsey came with me to my (laughs) recent appointment with Dr. Allison. Yeah. And I give her credit because her room is downstairs and it's a cave and she, you know, gets really great sleep there. I think anytime you need to like catch up on sleep, you should just fly to Connecticut. I agree. Oh my gosh. Um, But she was determined. So she woke Mm -hmm. up super early to get to this appointment with me because it was at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. I know that's not super early for no, most people. No, it's really not. <laughs> but, Kelsey, but we had sounds... been traveling a lot. I was pretty exhausted. Yes, it was early for us because we had been traveling. Yeah. But uh, it just doesn't sound like that when we're saying it out loud. No, it doesn't. But, um, you know, everybody loves their person. And my person's amazing. And then you meet someone like Dr. Allison and it's like, holy wow, Right. Holy wow. And I like, I felt like I had found and God, I still give my uh, naturopath so much credit. She helped me through so much, but listening to the way Dr. Allison was even like still such an investigator and a researcher, like talking to you and getting so excited. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I love this woman. She's amazing. Yeah. Like she's so smart and still like wants to grow and learn. You want doctors who want to keep learning with you. Right. So Yeah. yeah, she, I was like, all right, Sign me up. I'm ready. Yeah, she's really, really incredible. So we will get her on at some point. But, um, and I don't even remember how we got into Dr. Allison right now. What was I saying? Oh, that you're going to, he- oh, that you're growing and getting better and healing. Oh, I am getting better every day, <laughs> friends. Um, and I hope you are too. Let us know how you are doing better. You can leave a, a review at Apple Podcasts. If you haven't signed up for our new show, Monday Motivations and Intentions, it's available on Apple. Uh, podcast or Spotify. Um, those are like bite size, how to get your Monday started off right. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really was inspired to kind of figure out how do we get Mondays to be different, right? Rather than kind of a negative, you know, if you think of the bangles and it's just another manic Monday, if you're too young for that reference, forgive me. But, um, you know, so we have these like really bite size, how to start your week off right. Um, little episodes. And then I'm going to throw some Easter eggs in there for you guys too. But um, you can leave a review for us um, or you can let us know on social either way, Better Together with Maria. But let's get to our quote of the day because it comes from our guest who I'm so excited for today. Uh, In both my business and my personal life, my greatest growth has come from my greatest struggles. So I now know to try to view any setbacks as merely opportunities in disguise. And that is from Stephanie Levich. Uh, She is um, our guest today, Gail Squad. Welcome back. Thanks for being with us. She is a a fertility expert, and she has been the angel that has been helping me and Kev uh, as of late with our fertility journey. She is a wealth of knowledge. Um, I can't wait to talk to her about this beautiful process we all now know as surrogacy. Um, she is, uh, a wonderful human who jumped in to kind of save the day when we were finally kind of ready to quit because it's taken so long. So like if we need to do the math, 
can someone look up the years I was at Extra? Because that's when I started. Year one of Extra, which I believe was maybe 2008. Wow. Elaine's pulling it up. I believe I started with Dr. Alande, um, with the whole kind of fertility journey because Dr. Drew was launching a show and I was going to be doing this kind of whole process live on the show. And we went this through this whole journey where they told me I was completely infertile and I had no follicles and no nothing. And then I did a little acupuncture and got off the pill and everything came back. And that's when we wow. realized just how much the pill suppresses your system. And then I think it was when I got to E that I, so we were trying to get naturally pregnant and then I got to E and realized, okay, we're not getting naturally pregnant. I mean, Kevin did everything. He hung me upside down by my ankles. <laughs> I mean, we did everything, guys. It was very unglamorous, but um, but nothing was working. So then wow. he had a surgery during our reality show to, um, there was something that's like very known for men that, you know, they just do a quick operation. So Kevin did the operation. Um, then we did the um I don't know what it's called, artificial insemination, where they take his sperm, he goes into the little room, he hates it, and then they come in and they shoot it in you. Nothing was working. And so finally, when I was at E, I can only think about it in those time periods, when I was at E, I started doing true IVF, and I started working with Dr. Wendy Chang, who has been on the show before, and I started doing the embryo, uh, well, the egg collecting and embryo creation and freezing. So do we have the years? 2011, you Is started. At Extra? Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to do this since 2011. So 11 years I've been trying to have oh children. Gosh. Okay. Now, the last five years with my mom, obviously, were very, very challenging. And throughout it, we were trying to work with a surrogate. Um, and the first surrogate didn't work out because her, her lining wouldn't grow to the final stage. It was very, very sad um, because she was a lovely human who was really trying so hard for us. And, um, and you know, we signed the papers through the agency with her. It was, let's say, a couple days before COVID hit, like where they shut everything down. And I was like, of course, just star luck. But whatever, you got to trust the universe's timing. And so I said, you know we have to just put this on hold. So I told her, as long as you're okay, this is just such uncertain times. Let's just wait till we can kind of feel a little better about this. So then by the summer of uh, 2020, we started kind of the process and um, it wasn't until, oh gosh, was it last year? Yes. We tried and we tried. Cause I remember talking to my mom about it. I'm like, mom, we're, we're getting close. We're getting close. Cause they were like, we're getting close. And then we were not close. And so soon after my mom, we kind of took a little bit of a break and then I was kind of giving up. When you're on the go 24 seven, like me guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials. It's been my go-to for so many years and having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first time mom. 
for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. And then my attorney that Kim uh, connected us with, who's so sweet. It's like, I need you to meet somebody. Her name is Stephanie. And I was like, I can't do this again. I don't think I can do it. And so Stephanie came into our lives and she has been an angel and she found us somebody in one day, literally in one day. And this new surrogate and her husband are the nicest people. Um, She is so sweet and so committed to doing this. She's like, I just want to do whatever you would do if you were pregnant. I was like, you're amazing and you're oh. an angel. So, um, and it's it's cool because even though it's taken a long time, we've been able to build a friendship in all of this time. So, okay, we'll get to our chat with Stephanie. So Stephanie is a fertility expert, mother, and founder of Family Match Consulting. It's an amazing company that helps future parents like Kevin and I find their perfect egg donor or surrogate. And now she has published a children's book, She is now an author. Stephanie's worked in the fertility industry for 20 years, and she was inspired to join it because of her own parents' fertility experience. Uh, Stephanie, so glad to see you. So happy to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Maria. It's so great to be with you. So, you know, you have your whole story that got you into all of this. I was telling everybody about our story before you came on to getting to you. Um, but I want to start with your story now so that everybody gets to hear what brought you to this this work. Sure. So I, like you said, I've been working in the field for 20 years. Um, but what initially compelled me to start doing work in this way, and I didn't know the path it would take, but I was adopted myself. Um, my mom, it's, it's a crazy story because everyone turns to surrogacy or fertility treatments for so many different reasons. Um, and you think it's just because someone might be infertile, but the, it's not that there's so many reasons. And for my mom, she, at the age of 13, had a tummy ache and my grandparents took her to the hospital where they discovered just a random infection. Um, and the only way they thought they could save her life at that time was to give her a complete hysterectomy. 
So from the age of 13, she just know having kids in a quote unquote traditional sense wasn't going to be in the cards. And it's a beautiful story because she met my dad. She was in her late teenage years and she met my dad and had this big crush and then she fell in love, but she never told him about that because she was afraid that this guy might leave me. And so to her surprise, one day he got down on a knee with a ring in hand and asked if she would marry him. And she's like, shoot, um, before I answer you, I have to tell you something. Thing. And, and she told him and his response was, Sue, so like, we'll adopt. What's your answer? Are you going to marry me or not? <laughs> that makes me want to cry. <laughs> me too. I'm crying here. Oh. Um, and so they did. They got married and adopted me and later who became my brother and my sister. And I'm so blessed with amazing parents. Um, they live down the street. They're amazing grandparents to my kids. And so the idea of just helping people like them in some way was always something that inspired me. And it, it ended up taking the path of surrogacy. Um, but to even further my desire to do this work, um, 10 years into my career, I became an infertility patient myself. Um, my husband husband and I had been trying, nothing was working. We were, the, we were diagnosed with unexplained infertility. I call mm. it a lack of diagnosis because I'm just like, please find something and fix it. But they couldn't figure it out. But IVF did finally work. And I'm so grateful for my little seven and nine-year-old miracles as a result of it. But you know, this is all to say just how personally and professionally I am invested in this work that I feel so beyond fortunate to be able to do. Wow. Steph, I have to say, because of all the work we've done here on the show, I instantly was thinking about Judy Wilkins-Smith. You need to listen to her episode. Um, she talks about family constellation work. Mm. And to me, there's a, a definite correlation between your mom and you not being able to have kids. And there's probably mm. something in the lineage that blocked that energy. Mm. Um, I think it would be really fascinating to kind of look at all of that because... Even for me, I know, I know that I'm fertile. I I don't know why it just didn't happen. So I'm I'm starting to kind of dig into all of that and see what what maybe was blocking it as well energetically. Yeah, I mean that's an interesting way to think about it. So interesting. Um, so you guys obviously um, had a beautiful situation. And you decided instead of going into kind of the adoption route to go into the surrogacy route, tell me some of the um, kind of the joys of your work and and what what because you have such a great demeanor and such a great, um, you know, just persona. And so it's very clear you love what you do. Um, and so but it's still a lot of work and there's a lot of ups and downs that you have to deal with, with people like us who are like, is this ever going to happen? <laughs> it, it is really hard. And, you know, I think the people in my field who have had these longstanding careers, because a lot of people try to do what we do. And when they get in it, they realize this is really hard. And, and it is. Um, and, and the people who have been able to maintain careers have been able to do it because they really care. You know, this is not just a way to make a living. Um, it can be really, really stressful. You know, I, I take on the 
the stress and emotions of my clients. I mean, I've had to set healthy boundaries because, um, and it's, that's still a work in progress, but I want this so badly for every single person that I have the opportunity to work with. And it's, you know, we're dealing with science and people and there's not a hundred percent success and there can be twists and turns along the way, as you know, all too well. And um, it can be really, really hard. So the, the beautiful um, part of what I do are those milestones. And I tell clients, like, we have to celebrate the little milestones that we get to along the way where they might not feel like they're worth celebrating. It's like we have to meet all of these milestones to get to the big milestone at the end. And they're all worth celebrating. And I understand the apprehension of celebrating those milestones when you've been through so, so much. Mm -hmm. But each of those milestones, like I really take to heart and I'm so excited for everyone who reaches them. And then, of course, the best part is the end when a baby's born and I get the pictures from the hospital or I've been in the delivery room with some clients and just seeing that beautiful culmination of this incredible journey we've all gone on together is, I mean, there's no words to describe that. I mean, that must be so cool to get invited into the labor room to see it, right? Because you do all the legwork to get them there. Um, I didn't even think about that part. Yeah, um, I've I've been asked by, you know, I work with a lot of, and with COVID, there's just been more like parameters around like who can be in the room and how many people. So I've, I've, I haven't been able to do as much of that lately because oftentimes it's the two intended parents, maybe the surrogate and her spouse or partner, and that's all that's allowed. But um, through the cases that I've been there, it's, I mean, it is the birth story of a child. It is the grand finale of this epic journey that everybody's gone on together. And it's profoundly impactful, of course, for the intended parents, but also for the surrogate and, and her spouse or partner, if she's in a relationship and their whole family, like it's just, it impacts everyone in, in this just incredible epic way. So earlier you were talking about how people come to surrogacy for different reasons. Yeah. I feel like there's, uh, I definitely had some judgment from someone that we know. It was like, I don't believe Maria can't have her own baby. Like she, she just doesn't want to get fat. And I'm like, wow, you need to read Gabby Bernstein's Judgment Detox book. Um, (laughs) Cause I didn't realize you were a neurologist and you were smarter than Dr. Keith Black, um, who told me not to, (laughs) but Okay. Um, so there's judgment from, from people with it, but also I think it prevents some people from wanting to have kids because sometimes people just don't want to carry. There are people I've been hearing, um, it was, uh, Brian Green, oh God, some celebrity, um, I know, I know him, but I can't remember his wife's name now. Anyway, there was some celebrity who came out recently who said that she had a surrogate because she didn't want to get pregnant. And it was really hard for her to admit that. But, um, but she didn't want to lose out on her career moments and, and all of that. And now that this is an option, Mm -hmm. um, you know, some people are, are exercising that. So talk to us about the different kind of cases you see in terms of surrogacy, why certain people are choosing it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, oftentimes somebody has lost like their uterus for different reasons, whether it's after going through cancer or things or an infection like my mom had, um, or and, and the, the reasons that we don't necessarily think about um, are, you know, I've had clients who are on certain medications for their mental health that 
it's imperative that they take, you know, for their life to be able to live their best life and um, they're unsafe for pregnancy. And so for them to come mm-hmm. off of that um, would be really detri- detrimental to their health and mental health. And so um, they'll turn to surrogacy for that reason. Or obviously, you know, we work with a lot of same-sex couples who, you know, need a little help um, mm-hmm. in that regard or single dads to be who just haven't, um, even if they're hetero, they haven't met, you know, the person they want to spend the rest of their life with or create a family with. And so this is their path, you know, they'll find an egg donor, make embryos, and then have a surrogate carry. And so there's just so, so many reasons, or I've had clients who have had, maybe they had their first child and experienced some trauma within that pregnancy or delivery that was just too profound for them to imagine carrying, like it just wouldn't be healthy mentally for them to do that. And so they'll come into surrogacy for that reason. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. What do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Waze new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Waze seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. See, you never know what's behind things. I would never know that there was mental health medication that would prevent someone from being able to carry. And, and truthfully, it's nobody's business to know. That's right. Right. Um, there are so many stigmas they already have to deal with, with mental health, um, situations. And, you know, especially if you're in a certain kind of job, whether you're a doctor or a lawyer, God only knows, um, uh, it doesn't matter if you're a celebrity or not, but there are certain high profile kind of jobs that you could get um, penalized in a sense quietly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. It. And you're right. Everybody has a right to privacy. Um, and that's why I started working in particular with a lot of clients in the public eye over the years, because I saw the unique challenges that they faced coming into this process. This is so hard for anybody, but when you're in the public eye, you know, the public has an interest in you and your story, and it doesn't change the fact that everybody deserves the right to privacy, regardless of who you are in the world. And you get to decide who, what, if you tell, um, and, and I, a, a friend and colleague made this differentiation, which I loved um, once in, in a book that she wrote. It, it, she, she, just, she made a distinction between something being private and something being a secret. And everyone deserves the right to privacy. Um, you know, we don't all have to go out into the world and share every single part of ourselves. But when, when something is a secret, that's when there's this like negative connotation. And if we're, if we're making the secret of how our child came in, we're making the story of how our child came into this world a secret, it's kind of shrouded with like some shame and the child's going to feel that. And so it's so important for me when I talk with clients about, you know, sharing 
a child's story of their birth and conception with the child, that that we be honest and open and celebratory with them because it shouldn't be a secret, but you still have the right to privacy deciding something can be private, um, but not a secret. I like that. That's that's a really cool way to uh, to explain that. Yeah. Um, what are some of the misconceptions, I guess, about surrogacy? Um, well, definitely ha- what you mentioned earlier, there's a big misconception, especially with celebrities that they're, you know, working with a surrogate because they don't want to gain the baby weight. That's something <laughs> I hear all the time. And literally, I've been doing this 20 years. I've never had that be a case once ever. It's just really not a thing. There's always underlying issues that, like you said, we can never even know and we can't even like try to know. So that that's one. And, and the other is that... Um, Surrogates are just doing this for the money, you know, um, they are paid, they're compensated for everything they go through in this journey. But um, surrogates really um, are women who have had their own children, um, have had easy pregnancies and deliveries, enjoy being pregnant and really love the idea of being able to help somebody else um, become a parent. Um, it, it's like I said, a profound experience for them just as much really as the intended parents. I mean, they carry that journey and experience with them throughout their whole life and and are so proud to have been able to do that. I just got the chills because I know just in even texting with my surrogate or our surrogate, I could even say, <laughs> um, she's just like, I keep texting. I can't believe this is maybe going to happen. Like, I can't believe we're getting closer. And she's like, I'm just so excited to do this for you. Like you can just feel because I was maybe skeptical sometimes, like, why are they wanting to go through all of this? And is it really that, is it the husband that's pushing them so that they can make money? Um, that's kind of the narrative that I had been sold and I kind of bought a little bit into, but just going through it with now two surrogates, I can see the genuine, um, the genuine quality or the the genuine feeling that they have behind doing it. Um, you know, when we had a breakup with our first surrogate, we were all, me, Kevin, and she were all bawling on the phone. We felt so bad. Um, yeah. There was, there was so much sadness there. And if it was just about the money, she wouldn't have been crying and we wouldn't have been crying. Right. It's, that's exactly right. And I think that's the beautiful part of surrogacy. Now, everybody's different. Some intended parents come into the process with this mentality of it being kind of more transactional for whatever reason. You know, there, there's so many feelings and things that come up for parents going through this process. And so some feel more comfortable with that aspect. But um I prefer the human aspect of surrogacy because, like I said, it's a birth story of a child and what it's it shouldn't be transactional. Like it's really people coming together to create a family. And and that's a really beautiful thing um, on both sides for for all parties. Yeah, I I agree. And it, it makes it the exact thing it's supposed to be, which is a special journey. Yes, 100 percent. Um, And it's funny, you know, so uh, so back to the misconceptions, um, one thing that I'm always asked from parents, understandably, is um, how do I know the surrogate's not going to want to keep the baby? Mm -hmm. And that's a fear, understandably. And um, what I tell them is, so before I started Family Match Consulting, I started and ran an agency in Los Angeles where we recruited surrogates and oversaw the process. And um, it's funny because the first question surrogates would ask 
us in the application and interview process. They said, this all sounds great. I've done my research, but I just need to know this one thing. What happens if the parents change their mind and don't show up to the hospital? I don't want this baby. So it's funny because both parties are actually worried about the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like surrogates don't go through this process to have a ch another child um, that's not even genetically related to themselves. Like there's easier ways for them to have a baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, they're the ones who are fertile. So they yes, can do it. Like, <laughs> you know, they, they are scared that the intended parents might like, God forbid they, they change their mind, which yeah. does not happen, but it's just, um, again, it's an understandable like worry, but it's, not something that happens. So it's never happened in your experience nope. because never. I know with the agency, the first agency I worked with, they said one time the mm. parents changed their mind. Hmm. And, and that was kind of crazy to think about, but I, I can see like where you would just have such fear or trepidation or whatever, and maybe panic and make a terrible decision, I guess, or I don't know if it's a terrible decision. I'm not the one who should judge, but it's crazy. It is crazy. And, and, you know, again, working with a lot of clients in the public eye, they're, they come in with a lot of fears about privacy and establishing a relationship, which I totally understand. And I've had some clients say, I don't want any communication with my surrogate at all. Um, like we'll meet her, make sure it's a match, but you know, we'll see her at the delivery, thank her. And that's it. And I've never, I've yet to have a case where that ends up being what transpires a, because this is a human experience and B, you know, I explained to them the thing that makes a surrogate invested, like she doesn't want to be some like robot carrying a baby, yeah. like where, like I said, it's transactional. She wants the experience. And for her to be even more invested in the process, she has to know you and see the real people on the other side of this, that she's been given the tremendous responsibility to help. Yeah. And um, that's what I love working about. Love about working with you, Maria is like, you know, you, you're just like, you, you look at that human approach of it and you have that relationship with your surrogate and it's lovely and open and, and there's gratitude and, and she feels invested because of that. Like yeah. she wants to do this thing, not just to be a surrogate, but for you. Yeah, well, I think what's uh, what's fascinating is something you just said clicked in me where if they're pregnant naturally on their own, having their own child, there's so much excitement around them and yeah. it, it makes the process special for them, right? Because yeah. the process is probably, I'll never know, very unspecial in a lot of ways too, right? There's pain, there's aggravation, yeah. there's a lot of things. So now imagine you're not carrying your own child. You're doing it for someone else and they're not giving you anything that would make it so, so empty. And yeah. then your baby's going to feel that emptiness because the baby's connected to that woman, no matter what you want to say, they're connected, even if they're your embryo as a couple. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's a really, really, oh, not great way to start. No, it's not. And then when you add on, you know, if the intended parents are, are private, like I said, in the public eye, the surrogates aren't really allowed to go and share with everybody who they're carrying for. So if they're not, and there's a relationship, you know, they, the family sometimes gets to know the clients and it becomes just like this community of people like, 
you know, supporting the journey, but it, it can feel very alone if there's not that connection. And thankfully, like I said, I've never had a case where there hasn't been some kind of connection that's evolved. Um, but, and, and I also understand even with clients without privacy concerns, um, so many people come into surrogacy after experiencing so much heartache and disappointment and loss that it's very hard to connect Um to the journey, even to a pregnancy until, because you're always just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm -hmm. And I, I totally <laughs> understand that even in my own experience where, you know, when I was pregnant with my son, I mean, I was terrified the whole way through because my body, I had no experience with my body doing what it's supposed to do. I've only experienced the other. And so every moment I was just afraid. And I, I'm sure I didn't bond in the same way that I would have if somebody's like, oh, I got pregnant the first month I tried. Like, As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Amazing. This is beautiful. I'm just like, oh my God, is this for real? I'm so scared. Yeah. Well, I know I felt like that throughout the process too. I've mm -hmm. I have been I've had those feelings of detachment to a degree because it's taken so long. I was just saying earlier, it's been an 11 year journey to getting pregnant or trying to get pregnant. And then, okay, we're going to go the surrogate route. Okay, that's not working. Okay, COVID. Okay. There's so many. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I keep hearing we're going to implant. And I remember my mom towards the end, Maria, stop talking about it. Everybody, they're tired of hearing. <laughs> I was like, okay, mom, I'll only talk about it when it's happening. And of course, I didn't do that. I keep talking about it because I keep getting excited. Yeah. But now it's like it's really getting real. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is, oh, wow, I got to switch my hat on like, and be like, okay, now we're in this. Um, for people who don't know what this journey is like, if they're considering it. Mm -hmm. um, I know that there's different paths you can take, like your company, you do um, like concierge mm -hmm. type uh, surrogacy matches. And then there's the agencies. Now I've done all of it at this point and agencies can take a really long time. And you took one day, sorry, everybody mm -hmm. who's mm -hmm. listening that's at an agency. It took you one day to find a surrogate who was unreal um, so, you know, there's, there's different approaches, but can you go through it for people to kind of learn the process? Yeah, definitely. And, um, there are different paths and there's no right or wrong, but I think it's always important for people to just know their options so they can make the most informed decision. Um, a lot of people don't even know that we exist. Um, you know, I started family match about eight years ago. It was just me. We have a team of nine now we've never advertised ever. So it's just growing by word of mouth. And the good news is our, our, 
our process works and it 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 is an alternative for those that want to kind of start this journey faster and have that extra guidance as well. So um traditionally before we came around that the way you go about finding a surrogate mostly is you go to an agency and find a surrogate through that agency. Um the the problem with that model is that not every agency is going to have the right surrogate for any client at any given time and so oftentimes what happens is people end up waiting far longer than they'd like to to start the journey because once you find a surrogate that's not there's still a long process ahead as, a, as long you know. a long one and you're way. paying monthly fees as you're going and <laughs> yeah and you're just like waiting for this thing to actually happen um but it's it's you know can be four to six months from finding your surrogate matching with the surrogate until having an embryo transfer and that timeline can vary it can even be longer there's so many things that can come up along the way and so people don't want, I mean some agencies they quote a year some quote two years before they'll match with a surrogate that doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. Um, but there's two types of surrogacy agencies that exist. So the, the first type are agencies that have a model where um, clients have to pay a pretty large retainer upfront to kind of retain them. And then they're quoted maybe a year or so before they're matched. Um, there's another type that they don't require any kind of payments or contracts to be signed or anything until they have a surrogate for those clients. So when I started Family Match, I wanted to create a network of agencies so we could accomplish a few things. One is match clients much faster. Um, B, make sure that it's with the right candidate and it's a good match um, and a good agency. And then also C, really help arm clients with the confidence of knowing they're making the right decisions on this path, because this is really big and scary. And you're not supposed to know how to do this. Like I joke with clients, like I'll bet every dollar in my bank account that you did not take a class on surrogacy or how to choose a surrogate in high school. Like it doesn't happen. Hmm. So people find themselves thrown into this whirlwind trying to navigate it. And it's really scary. So we get to be kind of unbiased advocates, guides, consultants for clients to help give them the confidence that they're on the right path. And so what we've done is created a network of close to a hundred surrogacy agencies that fall into that second category um, that give us access to their surrogates. And because of the relationships we have, we get to cast this really large net and match clients really quickly with incredible surrogates. We, we can't really work with the type one agency, which I know you're familiar with, because um, you know if they were like, hey, Stephanie, here's an amazing surrogate we just approved. Do you have any clients interested? That would be so unfair to all the clients that have paid them very hefty retainers to sit mm -hmm. on the wait list. So, yeah. so we focus on the other agencies and really just work with clients to help find them a match. Yeah. Well, and I think what's interesting too, like in our journey, when we realized we couldn't move forward with our first surrogate, um, I had a few months left and they're supposed to technically rematch you. And I was told pretty much like, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Just so you know, it's going to be a lame hand, a lame effort. And so you're going to keep wasting more time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I realized time was not on our side. And so yeah. we had to make quick decisions and that's how we ended up getting, uh, together with you. So it's, it's a lot. And by the way, once you're in those systems, I don't know, I did not like the agency system, agency A, yeah. Um, they just keep cranking you and cranking you and you're seeing like you put this massive amount of money in a bank account and then every month they're just taking money out, 
and taking money out. And you're like, what's happening? Like, yeah. so where is the ball moving forward? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't have a baby. We're not even close to a transfer. Like it's, it's really hard. Yeah. It's, it's, and we've gone through so many things. I know. It's been a lot, but, um, but it has been a learning experience and one that, um, I'm excited to share with everybody here when, um, when you finally match somebody, can mm-hmm. you explain kind of what the process is from there? Because it seems like, yay, we found someone. We love them. Like for us, yeah. for example, with us, we Zoomed with our our new couple and we're like, we love them. They're amazing. And it takes, I don't <laughs> know, when did we start? I, I would have to look. It's It's been months. Every doctor's office has kind of a different process for what that looks like after a match. And some, it takes longer than others. Some kind of move everyone through much faster. Are you looking at the the win? Um, I'm trying. Let me see. I could pull it up too. Um, you might be more organized than me. I'm going to just look at emails. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to start getting I feel like it was last year. Yeah, it was last year. Mm-hmm. Let's see. November of last year. Um, yeah, it's been time. Let's see. Nope, October. <laughs> I'm going back to October. <laughs> But that's the thing, and it's why we want to try yeah. what, what, what wow, I want to try. a whole year, guys. It's been a year. It's been a whole year. Well, and so that's the thing. And with, you found our surrogate in one day. Yeah. And it's still taken a year. It's taken a year. And, and that's the thing. And I tell clients, you know, why I started Family Match, one of the biggest reasons was I'm very type A. I don't like sitting around crossing my fingers and waiting for something to happen. Like I want to do what I can to make what I want happen. And the idea for me of paying a retainer, sitting for a year plus with fingers crossed, hoping that today's the day you're going to be presented with a match, like that didn't work for me and wouldn't work for me. So um, I want to control the parts of the process we can, where I feel like we can control how long it takes to find a match. Because once you do match, we can't control how long it's going to take to get into an em- embryo transfer. You know, there's a process. The surrogate has to go through medical screening with the intended parent's fertility doctor. You know, their uterus is looked at. There's infectious disease testing. We want to make sure that everything checks out where she's going to be the most ideal candidate. Now, through that screening, we may learn of some things that come up that either that that might, may need to be fixed and that can create months longer in, in on that timeline. And so by the time we get to the point where she's medically screened and cleared, it could be many months after she's been matched, after the parties have been matched. From there, there's a legal process. So the parents and the surrogate and her spouse or partner enter, in, enter into a legal agreement together. This is where everyone's kind of protections are outlined. Um, once that's signed, then the fertility clinic can start, um, can create a calendar telling everyone when to start medication, when the potential embryo transfer will be. And that time that even being on the medication, it takes time to prepare. Sometimes there's something called a mock cycle or ERA, where 
the the best way to describe it in simple terms, it's like a dress rehearsal for the embryo transfer where the surrogate takes the medication just as she would to prepare for a transfer. And then instead of an embryo transfer, the doctor will go in and biopsy her uterus. And the results of that biopsy will tell us, would this have been a good timeline for the embryo transfer to happen? Most of the times the ERA comes back that yes, it would. And then they emulate that same protocol for the embryo transfer. But again, that's a month of, you know, this dress rehearsal, like it just, the, the, these time frames and these processes really add up to be pretty significant. So why do we want to wait a year or two years to find the surrogate when there's yeah. this indefinite period of time after that? Well, and especially where we were moving as lightning fast as you humanly could, yeah. and it's still taken a year. Right. And so, yeah, waiting a year to just find somebody. And then what happens, like you said, you find that somebody, you click, you love them, you pay the agency fee, you go through the medical clearances, and then you're like, oh, gosh, there's something not great here. Yeah. Now what do we want to do? Well, let's try to heal the person. So then you try to heal them, or you'll go through some kind of medical process, or yeah. or then maybe you have to start over again and find someone else. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. it's a journey, friends. Like, I know... I, I feel like the bro the the boy who called cried wolf all the time. I'm like, it's happening. No, it's happening. No, but that's the journey. It really is. Um, no matter how how much you want to rush it, it is a journey, and it does take a long time. It's a journey, and I just so appreciate you know how open you've been about your experience because a lot of people aren't, and I can't even tell you. I had a client who um, has had two children through surrogacy. She's been very open in social media about it, and I can't tell you how many people have come to me saying that her being open about her journey is what inspired them to finally take the next steps and mm. made them feel like this is okay. I am not alone. Um, so it's really like the impact that you have on the people who hear your story is so profound. What do you think people who hear that story are really afraid of? Like what's holding them back? Um, oftentimes it's, they're afraid of the stigma associated with it, whether it just be that they might be infertile and what, what does that mean for them as a person? And, and does that change their worth as a human, which is of course not the case, but then the stigma of like, I think especially for like celebrities who might have more money than others, they're like, oh, well, you're just going to outsource this job. Yes. Um, just like you would outsource like, you know, maybe like childcare or like, you know, having an assistant or whatever. And it's just so not that. And so people are just fearful of judgment. Um but I think the more we tell our stories and are met with the people saying like, it's okay, you're not alone, like the more freeing it is for all of us. Absolutely. Um, well, you um, and I are are on our journey. We're on our journey. And, and I, I listened so to your last episode or a couple episodes back about the stork and that was the most awesome thing. Could you die? I texted you instantly. Yeah. I texted both of you, the surrogate and, and Stephanie. And I'm like, you guys are not going to believe this. Because I, I was having that conversation with Kevin. I'm like, okay, this has taken forever. And now we're old. And we didn't realize how old we are until it's like, oh, okay, it's really happening. And we're like doing those check-ins that are really honest. Like, are we sure at this age now? Like we were thinking this was going to happen a few years ago. Are we sure? Because you can't put them back in. 
Like, are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay, cool. Cause this is do or die now. And then the stork flies out of the tree. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm yeah. Like, that decision was made for you by the stork. I think. Yeah. 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 yeah, For sure. Um, I want to get to your book because you wrote, um, a really great book and I don't have the copy here because I had it in Connecticut and I read it, um, and I loved it. So will you tell everybody, um, a little bit about your book? Yes. And I have a copy here for anybody watching. It's yes. called Start, a book about love and making families. And I co-authored it with Alana Weiss, who's my best friend of 25 years, um, who's also a mom through IVF. And it's illustrated by Darren Gate. He's super talented. But the whole idea behind this book was, you know, having done this work for many years, so many clients would ask me, how do I tell my child the story of their conception? And there were lots of books on the market that talked about surrogacy or egg donation or adoption. And I think that's great and important, but there wasn't a book that spoke to all of these amazing, beautiful ways that families can be created. And so what these singular books did not do is kind of paint the whole picture of family building for a child. So a child can say, wow, this way I came into this world is maybe considered quote unquote unique or different and awesome, but actually there's all these other ways families come into this world. And so the from the start, we talk about IVF, um, fertility treatments, adoption, surrogacy, egg donation, sperm donation. So any parent, whether you're a single parent in a relationship can pick up this book and read it to their child and their story will be told. So it can be read by anybody and, and it just kind of paints the picture and really helps to destigmatize family building. You know, I think um, how we frame stories to children um, will be what they carry with them through life. Like my parents told me I was adopted before I could understand what the word adoption meant. They framed it as a beautiful celebration of love. Your birth mother loved you so much and could not give you the life she knew you wanted, you deserved to have. And we wanted to love a child so much that like this was, you came into this world out of love, into our family out of love. And I've carried that with me my whole life. And so this is just a tool to kind of help give parents that jumping off point of having these early conversations in an age appropriate way and a celebratory way. I really, really loved it. I thought it was so important because as you said, there are so many journeys um, so many different journeys to having a child now yeah. and different, you know, parents, right? You're not seeing the, just the mom and the dad, it's the mom and the mom, it's interracial. There's so yes. many different stories to tell. Yes. Um, and you did it so eloquently all in one book. So, oh, um, you, I think it was really, really special that you did that. And I think people are going to really, really love it. I think this is going to be a really, really great gift. And by the way, what a great time too! like the holidays are coming up. Families are together. It's a really nice time to share that story with them. I feel like. Yeah, it's the coolest part of it. So it's so funny years ago. I like I wish I had them near me, but like I literally wrote out like stick figures and it, it like scrap pages of just this idea and to like be holding this real book in hand is is pretty awesome. It took three years of writing and rewriting and wow. getting the illustrations right. But the feedback from clients like all around the world reaching out saying, you know, for the first time they see their story told. Um, it's just, it, 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 it's, it was a labor of love, no pun intended. And, um, the feedbacks made it so worth it. 
Yeah, books are hard to make. <laughs> they are. I mean, it's a children's book. It's like 30 something pages. But, you know, until you get into it, it's, uh, I mean, I don't have to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. I know. Well, and it's a lot of pressure to make sure you're including everybody in every scenario, too, that yeah, you're not forgetting yes. anything. To get the words right, um, <laughs> my best friend and I, I mean, we would stay on the phone until all hours of the night, just like, like arguing, like I, she'd say, we can't use that word. I'm like, it's fine. And she would scream, it's not fine. And we would like have a two hour <laughs> debate over like a single word or a color choice or something. And it's probably why it took so long. Um, but we were the perfect team because I was like, everything's fine, fine, fine. She's like, it's not fine. So if it were just her making it, this would never be made. And if it were me, it just wouldn't be close to as good. And that's as why you guys are better together. Better together. Yes. <laughs> so where is the book available for people? Um, on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, really anywhere books are sold online. Okay, great. And it's called From the Start, Friends. Uh, get it for anybody you know that has a child. I think, by the way, it's really good for children of traditional yeah. um, uh, scenarios to also have it and understand their friends in school that have... Yes. Um, that have different scenarios. I think that would be really, really cool as well. So we'll put the link to everything, the book, um, Family Match Consulting, uh, and Stephanie's Instagram, all in the summary of this episode. Um, Steph, is there anything I missed that you think is important for us to to share with people about surrogacy and and kind of family planning? I don't think so. I mean, I, I just want to say that, um, you know, anybody who's struggling, whether it's through IVF, surrogacy, I mean, any part of this, there's help, there's resources, there's support out there. Call me. Even if we're not talking about surrogacy, I always want to be a resource to people kind of going through the throes of this journey because having someone to turn to that you can trust and lean on is so important. It really is. And I just, it breaks my heart when I talk with people who feel like they're doing this alone and, and nobody's alone in any of this. Yep. We're all in it together. We are yes. all in it together. Indeed. Well, I will never be able to thank you enough. Um, and I hope we'll have good news uh, soon for everybody, but thank you for all you've done to help Kevin and I. Oh, really Maria, it is it. an absolute honor and I cannot wait to celebrate uh, God willing with you so, so soon. Thank you. Making me cry. Stephanie, thank you so much. Guys, like I said, I'm going to put all the um, info on Stephanie and Family Match Consulting in the book from the start in the summary of this episode. In the meantime, be nice people, make good choices and be present. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or MariaMenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions. 
Hey, Hill Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends, and if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you, and Finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heal squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.